All right. Before we get into it, we want to tell you about one of our sponsors, Anchor. And if you haven't already heard of Anchor, it's seriously the easiest way to make a podcast, guys. And it's how we distribute Draft Queens to your earballs and out to all of you. And not to mention it's free. So if you're thinking about making your own podcast, or if you just want to check out other podcasts, go to anchor.fm or download the Anchor app today. All of the lights. What's up, guys? It's your Draft Queens, Kate and Michelle, and we're kicking off our first ever inaugural episode. We are so excited to finally bring you two female voices in the sports space. Uh, because we know that's basically non-existent right now. So say hi, Michelle. True. Hi, Kate. <laughs> hi, <laughs> everyone. To all of our 10 listeners. Hello. Good morning. I think we have like 60. It's fine. I mean, that's pretty amazing it's for fine. our first episode, uh, if I do say so myself. But yeah, today is our first day of the podcast ever. First ever inaugural. How many more words can we use that? Just make sure everybody knows we've never um, done this before. It's kickoff. Numero uno. Yeah. It, kickoff. Well yeah, done. Yeah. It's the first snap of the game. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. <laughs> and we're sitting in my living room because, uh, as you guys know, we're sort of just um, piecing this podcast together uh, to see if it sticks. But I'm sitting here in my Tennessee shirt. Um, <laughs> I don't understand why you're wearing that after last night's horrible display by the Titans. I mean, we're coming off Thursday night. A loss to uh, Gardner Minshew and the Jags, who... No one's ever heard of. I don't know who that person is. I never heard of him. Yeah, well, he had like a pretty decent showing last night. It's true, so. and, and Instagram is actually highlighting his dad more than him. Apparently his dad's like a weightlifter, so there's a whole... I don't know. There's The Minshew lineage is... Welcome. Is Welcome. Ripe. Welcome, <laughs> Minshew family. Welcome. Uh, but Can I'm we just su- read your shirt actually out loud? Um says Taylor Luan is my dad. Yeah. Mm. It should say also free Taylor Luan. Shouts to Taylor if he wants to, you know, listen to the pod. But uh, he is our captain. He is our offensive lineman. He is currently out for the first four games. And our offensive line looked like shit last night. So I'm personally, I'm struggling, guys. Thank you for sticking with us through this tough time. But um, coming off a really tough... 20 and 7 loss. So we're trying to pick this back up this morning on a Friday morning and just get off on a new foot. But here's know? the good thing with the podcast. Here's the good thing the podcast will bring us some life, but the Yankees also won last night. So you, you oddly are a Titans fan, which, okay, but, we'll get into it a later but you're also a Yankee fan. And so they won. It's great. Did. I went earlier this week. I prayed and crossed all my hands and fingers and toes and I wanted them to win the division while I was there but of course they chose not to so I had to watch it on TV the next night but it's Mm -hmm. fine because it's the first time that they actually won the AL East since 2012 which was like getting back closer to the glory days Mm -hmm. Um, they were super chill about it which was kind of cool lots of professionalism out there but you know they nine to one they're in. Is they it? win. And this is like the last we don't have to time. We play this wild card nonsense, no, like no fucking biting your nails. No are we need. cursing on this podcast? I didn't even think about that, but uh, we just yeah. did. Yeah, we are. We just did. So we, we did. fine. Oh, God. It's already so ingrained in it my is. language. It's already know. in there. I don't know how to talk <laughs> about sports without saying some curse words. But yeah, look, so I think I think Kate kind of net 
nets out okay after Thursday night. Okay. I'm riding really high because the Yankees won. I know. And your Patriots look fucking fantastic. So uh, See, we're back to the cursing. And yes, the Patriots do look <laughs> incredible. Actually, funny story. The During the game last night, there were some pretty bad uh, like roughing the passer calls and this whole don't put your weight on the quarterback. But like if you're a big man like that, how do you not how do you stop your weight? I don't understand how people can do that. But Tom Brady tweeted about it saying, uh, I'm going to turn the game off because these calls are so bad. Oh, oh, OK, because I was listening to the commentary for the game. And of course, uh Troy Eggman or whoever was Joe Buck whoever was doing that not oh, Joe Buck it was Joe Buck and he was <laughs> chirping about Tom Brady and I was like how how even during my game <laughs> he's always Tom topic of conversation Brady come up so ah, I didn't realize he was tweeting about it yeah it's, the calls were horrible it, those calls are the, the, that whole thing is just very weird to me like I can't imagine being a 300 pound person running as fast as I can and being like oh I can't fall forward let me just hold myself up i don't know i, don't I know. really don't know um it was funny there was a stat on the screen that that talked about like i think in 2017 and 2018 there were around like a hundred calls and however however long whether it's a like season or whatever and then it, this coming season they're projecting like 180 so uh they were wondering if if refs are just throwing flags a little more loosely between between all these new penalties and all these new like thing you know rules plus the instant replay and i could have we could have a whole episode about this because i'll just go way down a rabbit hole but like a football game is long enough to begin with now you've got more flags more penalties (laughs) instant replay it's like sunday you can only watch like one game because it's going to take you all day so I know I'm I know. on Tom Brady's side, obviously, you know, for my first time ever. And I'm going to get so much flack for saying this, but I think I might actually be on Tom Brady's side for there for we go. One singular time. It's fine. It's all it takes just one time. Anyway, I know that everyone listening is gagging right now. Uh, uh, they'll live. They'll so. live. But, <laughs> but I think something else that we really need to talk about and we'll dig a little bit more into uh, fantasy football later. But note to self, this is not just a fantasy football podcast. It's just, mm-hmm. you know, things are picking up in, in the early season. So we'll talk a little bit about it. But Kate and I are playing each other this week in fantasy. We are. I don't know what's going to happen. This might be the only episode that we ever do of this show because I'm pretty competitive (laughs) (laughs) and I don't know what's gonna happen after this well it's kind of coming full circle just because we so we're in a we're in a league with 14 other people it's a non-PPR so Kate just learned what that means uh yeah kind of we'll go through it we'll get to it we'll get to it um but we, yeah, we're in a 14-person league. Uh, there's basically no one on the waivers. It's a non-PPR league. And just generally, we drafted together a lot of people. I mean, fantasy is tough this year, and we'll get down to it in, in a different part of the podcast. But we're losing a lot of quarterbacks left and right, um, some of the big guys. Uh, I also lost Tyreek Hill in the first two minutes of the Chiefs Ooh, game week one. Those so are rough. Those are rough. I don't even know when he's coming back. So We'll see what happens. This is going to make or break our friendship maybe probably not but we're just being dramatic about it i'll probably pick your lineup pick your lineup apart when we get to that great later great um yeah this is all around this is a really big week like i said we're kicking off the very first episode and not only did the yankees win last night we're coming off thursday night football with the titans we michelle and i are showing down this week in fantasy it's a big 
Friday. It's guys. a great Friday. Big Friday. It's a great Friday. So excited to go into week three weekend for the NFL, but we've got a lot to cover today. So um, we're going to introduce you guys to a couple of segments that we have running on the pod. So Michelle, do you want to let them know how this first segment goes and, and what's it called? Give us the business. Let's talk about the weekly huddle. Okay, okay, ladies, now let's get information. Okay, ladies, now let's get information. So we're going to start every episode by doing a huddle. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Get it? This is a sports podcast. We love it. Kate's really punny. You guys will learn that very quickly. Uh, so the weekly huddle is where we're going to bring you the headlines, um, and we're going to run through as many as we possibly can in 60 seconds. Yes, we are going to time it. Yes, Kate actually has a time clock with an alarm set. It's open. right here. It's so ready this to is, press you know, start. This isn't like you know magic of whatever. No, we're timing it. In 60 seconds. In 60 seconds. And this should ideally give you the latest and greatest for the week everybody gets a million different push notifications you're reading on instagram you're reading on twitter um but this is our way of making sure that in 60 seconds maybe less but probably not 60 seconds you'll get all the biggest headlines of the week Mm -hmm. um and we'll do this every week for you guys so uh bear with us we have a start clock we're gonna see what happens here starting i almost want to be like hut hut hike but that's just awful so (laughs) we'll have to scratch that later (laughs) And uh, yeah, strike it from the pod, strike it from the pod. Uh, and uh, here's your weekly huddle. One, two, three, go. Odell Beckham Jr., former wide receiver for the New York Giants, wore a six figure watch during the Browns Titans game week one. Bless him. And uh, he wouldn't take it off for week two. That's awesome. Can't wait to see this weekend. Uh, Eli is no longer the New York Giants starting quarterback. Bye-bye, Goober. Thanks for writing that in. Anytime. Uh, Lots of injuries. Drew Brees had hand surgery. Big Ben's out for the season. Killer Cam looks like he's going to be on the bench. David Njoku had a concussion, but also a broken wrist. I'm not sure how those two things go together. Casey running backs are both in question, and the Eagles are looking pretty short on pass catchers this week. Uh, the first photo surface of Kevin Durant sporting his fresh new BK Nets uniform. Woo! We, we cheer extra for that live from Let's BK. Let's go BK. Uh, the Milwaukee Brewers are tied for the wild card in the National League uh, Central. Next. <laughs> oh. Uh, oh, shoot. Um, ESPN released their body issue this last week. Uh, we'll tell you a little bit about that later. LeBron James tried and failed to trademark Taco Tuesday. That is all. <laughs> the incredibly adorable Rory McIlroy won the player of the year for the PGA. Just had to shout him out, obviously. Sorry, Brooks Kepka. And that is the T. That's a T. How do I stop this timer? I don't know, but that was a bit of a mouthful. Uh, we stumbled over some of them, but hopefully that gave you uh, a nice look at all the different <laughs> things going on and what's buzzing in the uh, in the sports world for the last week or two. I mean, some of the uh, the one thing that we didn't get to that I think we have to shout out just because, I mean, you guys will get to know that Michelle and I are football fans. Obviously, we try and sprinkle a couple of things in there for all um, non football fans. So between PGA, basketball, uh, NBA, we'll try and we'll try and vary it up. But big shout to Michael Jordan coming off of Hurricane Dorian down in the Bahamas. And uh, it looks like last week he pledged a million dollars to relief efforts. So way to go, MJ. You should send some Jordans down there too. sport them. Oh, my God. That's right? going to be a really good-looking island after after the rebuild. So after. shouts to Michael Jordan. Way Thank you, MJ. guy. Always the best. That's the huddle. That's this week's weekly huddle. That's this week's huddle. 
break. So fresh out of the huddle, uh, each week we're going to bring you three topics of the week in a little more detail. So as much fun as it is for Kate and I to read headlines as fast as we possibly can, it's also probably fun to dig into a little bit more of the stories out there. So I'm going to kick it over to Kate, uh, who's going to start with our first topic of the week, Antonio Brown. Yeah, I think the whether you are a football fan or not, just generally not living under a rock, you've probably heard Antonio Brown's name. Michelle, when you hear the name Antonio Brown, it's a loaded name, football fans and non-football fans alike. I know there are people listening who are not necessarily sports fans, no less football fans, but are still nice and familiar with the name Antonio Brown. So uh, what do you think of when you hear Antonio Brown? It's It's a loaded name at this point. It's become more loaded over the last, like, year, too, right? So when he was, you know, uh, on the Pittsburgh Steelers, he, you know, he was incredible uh, as a wide receiver. He's a bit of a showboat, but frankly, normally I wouldn't like the showboaty thing, but, I mean, he made insane plays. So he could kind of get away with it, you know? Mm-hmm. And then at the end of last season, you know, when he started, you know, kind of putting up a fuss that he didn't want to be on the Steelers anymore. Mm-hmm. And he went to the Raiders. I think everybody was scratching their head to be like, what the hell is going to happen with this guy now? Yeah. I mean, and I think people forget that, I mean, he's 31 years old. The guy was bouncing around uh, between high school in Miami and going to school at Central Michigan, which shouts to Central Michigan. My cousin went there and... I don't know what their football program looks like, but the guy just, when he got drafted as the sixth pick overall to the Pittsburgh Steelers in 2010, I mean, people were kind of losing their minds, right? Because it was this guy coming from Central Mish, um, kind of not undiscovered, but he's been a big name for almost 10 years now. So yeah, to your point, he got traded to the Raiders last year. And 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 <laughs> I mean, I'll let you take the the rest of it because after the, the whole Raiders debacle in the last I don't know nine months I think since March um Antonio's had a little bit of issues with the press let's maybe leave it at let's put it that way yeah and you know uh, I am personally a John Gruden fan like uh, listening to all the Me different too. like you know broadcasters out there we yeah. all we all he know came like, out of retirement yeah we all know I don't like Joe Buck because we'll just That'll be a continuous theme. (laughs) But I really like John Gruden. I think he's like super excited and about football. And he obviously has a ton of experience. And like you said, he came out of retirement. So to coach the Oakland Raiders, to to coach the Raiders. So when this conversation first started, like Gruden's back and they're going to get a B, you're kind of like, oh, this could be kind of dope. But you're Mm -hmm. also like, what's you know, what's going to happen, especially since a B started going a little bit off the rails, you know, Mm -hmm. towards the end of his time at the Steelers. And I mean, for me, like, I feel like it went kind of quiet over the, you know, off season Mm -hmm. and until they started getting back into spring training. And then, you know, then they're talking about, you know, fucking him with his helmet and he doesn't want to wear a helmet and he's shoving general managers. And I'm just like, what happened in that time between, you know, end of end of Steelers time and Uh being a little bit kind of. You know, him just being acting out a little bit to getting over to Oakland. Like, what went on in that time period that it became such a shit show? Well, I have a theory. Okay. I think over the last 
nine years having or eight years having been on the Steelers. I think after eight years, you kind of obviously get a big head, but from being like the franchise wide receiver at that point, I think that if I had to theorize, I think he was probably looking to get traded because the Steelers have not looked as good and Sorry to the Steelers fans. Steelers are always solid, but the Steelers this year is a totally different story. Forget yeah. just Antonio Brown, right? So he's gone. Now, as we said before, you got Big Ben out for the season. I know. Lev Bell's gone. So this team is entirely flipped on its head I from know. last season. Yeah. So I think without I mean, A B being part of the picture, but being the franchise wide receiver and probably looking for a big trade given your Patriots like I said I hate to continue to stroke your ego here but are have been looking great over the last couple years given the number of Super Bowls you guys have clinched but also (laughs) they were getting a lot of flack after last season after winning everyone's like that's it it's over it's done it's not gonna happen again and honestly until like that first week you know, obviously you have Brady coming back. Gronk not playing, although you heard it here first. Yeah. I guarantee he comes back before the end of the really? season. Yep. You'll see. Uh, Just I, uh, put a pin in that one. We'll come back to it. Just okay. remember you heard it here. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and say he doesn't, but... Then Just they, so, so it's on the record. Then they get Josh Gordon, who, I mean, I have my thoughts about him. He can't decide, like, what the hell's going on. Uh, you know, but then he ends up kind of cleaning up his act, and he's back on the roster. Right. And then as soon as these rumors, uh, you know, started happening around AB, a lot of people were like, watch, watch. Speculation. Patriots are going to pick him up. Just watch. And I was like, no, no way. Yeah. No way. Yeah. 20 well, minutes later, there it is. So it's super interesting on both sides, like, how much... Pittsburgh now looks entirely different. Mm-hmm. Then you, for a minute, you're like, maybe the Raiders. Yeah, AB like- gets traded to the Raiders. The Raiders give up their third and fifth round draft picks. And so, and then we start to speculate when AB is not showing up to training camp over the summer. He's starting to have a fit about, I mean, for those of, who, of whom are not familiar, AB had a helmet that gave him, it's like an older model helmet that gave him a little more like, I think just periphery. Just big yeah, yeah. <laughs> if it is big head, that was funny, Michelle. <laughs> that was funny, Michelle. I'm that funny. was good, <laughs> but gave him more periphery or whatever he said. The NFL said no, you can't do that. So now he starts like end of summer. He starts chirping. Um, he had a conversation with uh, John Gruden again, coach of the Raiders, and apparently he filmed it. Uh, just a little chirping back and forth. Gruden was basically like, man, would you would you leave the drama on the field and just get out there and play? Just play football. I mean, yeah. you're getting paid zillions of dollars. Yeah. Just yeah. one zillion dollars. Literally one zillion dollars. <laughs> just get out there, do what you're great at, yeah. and stop being so petty about everything. 100%. But I think there is uh, some legs to the theory that he started to chirp and maybe release that footage of him and Gruden having like a little tit for tat just to sort of maybe start those conversations or or make it look like he's ready to shake things up so he could move over to a team like the Patriots, which he he obviously did. Yeah, and he had a great first week, you know, over there. And I think it'll be really interesting. I think there's something to be said about, you know, and again, this is not just because I'm a Patriots fan, but I think there's something to be said about the Brady and Belichick mm-hmm. vibe, right? Mm-hmm. Like he came out looking really strong, Antonio Brown. And my hope, because he is a great player, my hope yeah. is that that Brady-Belichick thing can be like, hey man, you're coming to a great team where we, we value your, your skills, check the ego at the door, 
at the front of Foxborough and like just play. So mm-hmm. maybe Gruden couldn't get through to him. Maybe Brady and Belichick will. Who knows? You know, still remains to be seen. He had a great first showing, yeah. you know, with them. Um, how did he do in the – how did he do this weekend, week two? I, I was watching the game because you guys absolutely annihilated the Dolphins. Which oh, yeah. I mean, does any – like, Miami should just – Comes at no surprise. Yee. But I was watching the game because I was curious how AB would do. I was curious, you know, if he was going to shut up and put up some catches. I mean, he, he, got, he got a touchdown. <laughs> like, did. you know, but that's the thing. Tom – I think is good at like bringing those guys back down to earth a little bit. It was the same thing with Josh Gordon, even though he's gone on and off the, the rails. But I think one of the things that Tom does well as, you know, someone that's been in the league forever is, you know, try to highlight these guys and get them kind of settled in. So, you know, after all that drama and, you know, getting picked up and then stepping on the field, like, you know, he actually showed up and did what Mm -hmm. he's supposed to do. So yeah, we'll see what happens, you know, in, in week three, but you know, he definitely started out, well and mm-hmm. you know we would both be remiss as much as we're talking about all of this stuff it'd be remiss if we didn't talk about the fact that there's also now allegations of like sexual assault yeah so you know this right. this guy's got a lot going on you know yeah. true false not not up to me to decide don't know what's sure. going on there but you know now there's even more of that you know drama going on yeah. just surrounding him yeah i mean I would be curious to see, and obviously, like, as two women, um, it comes as no light accusation. It's heavy, you know? It's super heavy. I mean, again, until something is, you know, proven, you know, one way or another, but, you know, like, uh, I will will gladly walk away from being a fan if those allegations are true. Yeah. I mean, we'll we'll have to see how it shakes out, but I think um, those accusations came out last week maybe like last wednesday september i don't know september 10th or something like that yeah um so we'll just have to see how it all comes together but that's i mean between his trade to the patriots from the raiders these accusations there's just a lot swirling around around one of the best players in the league uh, ostensibly so so we'll keep an eye on all of those things uh but you know always worth always worth talking about because his name is certainly coming up in in numerous places right now yeah uh if you didn't know now you know Topic number two for the week. Yes. And apologies if it feels like we're beating a dead horse, but I promise we won't only talk about fantasy football forever. As I <laughs> said, Mich- Michelle might. <laughs> Michelle might, because as we've all stated, Michelle is very competitive and loves fantasy football. My friends make fun of me because I put the most effort in and lose the most. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of effort, too yeah. much effort. But it's fine. It's fun. But I like that you you give it its fair shot. You gotta try. Yeah. What's the point of doing it if you're not gonna set your lineup? I, I know. I hate people like that. Well, you do have a fair amount to teach me about fantasy because while I do my best, I would say we're opposites in that way, although we're both Capricorns and we are both... We have a lot of similarities. A little bit uh, retentive when it comes to our habits, but I could learn a thing or two about your your fantasy lineups. Perfect. Then our next topic is fantasy terms 101. Okay, that sounds extremely helpful. It's super helpful. Um, there's a lot of acronyms. There's a lot of things. There's a lot of buzzwords. I mean, are you going to tell everyone about stardom sit because I did not know what that was until last week. Which is 
semi-scary considering <laughs> you're very much into football and fantasy. Uh, but yeah, we're going to talk about Stardom Sidham. We're going to talk about all the little words that come up in Stardom Sidham. But like, Stardom Sidham is exactly what it sounds like. Yeah. Who should you play? Who should you sit? And why? And like, CBS does it. Uh, ESPN does it. Yeah, I've been reading NFL it NFL does it. Mm-hmm. Roto World does it. Like, everybody does it. Right. A lot of consistencies, usually. But also, you know, you get some interesting info in there. Yeah. The whole fantasy thing and all of this is so intriguing to me because... No one knows. I know. No one has a freaking fantasy crystal ball. I know. I wish that existed, but like <laughs> it doesn't. I mean, we'd be a hell of a lot richer if it did. Exactly. So it's all speculation. As we said earlier, your number one draft pick got hurt in two minutes. I know. No one saw that coming. No crystal ball for fantasy. No crystal ball for fantasy. So take all of this with a grain of salt. Know the acronyms. Know the words. Mm-hmm. Doesn't mean it's going to get you a win. But go read Stardom Sidham because, you know, it's just a fun thing to do on Thursdays anyway. Yeah. And so so we know what we're actually doing when we're reading Stardom Sidham. Exactly. Can there's you... no there's no point in reading it if you don't know what any of the terms mean. So can you run us through? You have, uh, you have, 10, have 10 terms written down here. I think we have 10. We have a nice little, we have our laptops pulled up here and we're, we have like a nice little prep document to, to get us through this episode. Speaking of being, you know, a little retentive about things. Yeah. So you have thing, you have 10 things that are in alpha alphabetical order <laughs> yes yes they are thank you for calling attention to that appreciate you Great. that you're gonna run us through so can you can you teach me some things i'm gonna teach you some things okay i'm, I'm gonna teach you some i'm things. ready to be taught so one of the first things we have in here yes going in alphabetical order is adp and this is like a little bit you know this is normally more helpful pre-draft than it is now that we're already in week three okay but still we're just you know we're one-on-one-ing here so it's good to know okay because i thought adp was like the payroll company yeah you know a lot of people do and i'm glad that adp the payroll company exists or else i wouldn't get paid yeah free endorsement shouts to adp yeah we're you can sponsor us if you want happy to be sponsored by you what up but adp for fantasy average draft position Okay. So again, this is super helpful pre-fantasy draft, right? Because really what's happening here is they're taking like an aggregate of all the different fantasy leagues that are going on, mm-hmm. okay? Because it's all over the place, right? There's there's DraftKings, there's Yahoo, there's... I can't even name how many there are now because yeah. fantasy is the biggest fantasy, thing. Yeah. It's everywhere, right? So what they're actually doing is they're giving you the average spot in the draft where the player is being drafted. Okay. Which is super interesting because that's like a crowdsourcing thing, right? That's mm-hmm. like how people are looking at what's going to happen in the season. And then when they have their fantasy draft, you're getting a look at where those players are going. So I'm spitting this back to you to make sure I'm getting it. Please. You take every player in the draft that yep. could possibly be drafted in, in fantasy. Correct. And aggregate their average projected draft number no it's not their projected draft m- number it's oh. actually based on once fantasy drafts start happening oh oh so, so they, just they actually average. they actually update in live time so if your fantasy draft happens you know earlier like there's there's speculation on where they they could go and then they continue oh. to average it based on how how drafts are going okay so how does adp help you for for your fantasy team. I think it just shows you sort of like what people are anticipating from a particular player mm-hmm. in the season and then giving you at least just like kind of a, a gauge of how early or how late should you draft that player. Okay. You know, so you may love Taylor. Taylor Luan. But, 
you know, my what dad. If, what if his ADP is really low? You might want to wait on that for a little while. I mean, what if he gets suspended or, for four games? <laughs> his ADP is probably hypothetically <laughs> speaking. <laughs> All right, so that's ADP again. That's okay. that's a little bit more helpful, kind of you know, at the uh, at the beginning of the season. We're yeah. past that, but you know what? There's more seasons to come in okay. the future. But it can help you if right now you're trying to pluck someone off the waivers. There you or go. we'll get to waivers at the end because you know that's a that's a W. Zip. That's a W, and we're at A. <laughs> but we're gonna transition into B. Okay. With bust. Okay. So this kind of goes back to our stardom sitem. Great if you read this stuff. Stardom sitem very clean and obvious. Play me, don't play me, but. There's also things like busts and sleepers. Yeah, because I texted you the other day after Fact. you said, Kate, why don't you read Stardom Sidem? <laughs> but you, you're What's a quick your learner. Problem? You were in there. You were in there the next day. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's it's background research for the pod, you know? But I was looking at busts. And what did you I, think? What, what did you think? What was what was going through your head? Uh, I did you think read... it was positive? Uh, I thought a bust was... Uh, Either they were busting through that week. Okay. <laughs> I'm serious. Oh, I, I like your seriousness. They're either busting through okay. or they were like, I mean, it's like betting, right? So either you're all in or you're bust. Exactly. So if they're busting, they just lost everything. That all right. Week. That's a fair question. That's a fair question. It is, it is more towards the latter. They okay. are not busting through, sadly. Okay. I'm very glad you asked that question, though, or else you probably would have picked up a lot of guys that were going to suck. Yeah, a lot of busters. Or might suck. You never know, right? But a bust, by definition, is a player who will not live up to their expectations that week. Okay. So there's tons of guys that, you know, you think are going to do great, but maybe mm-hmm. they have a bad matchup or, you know, maybe there's something else kind of going on that you don't know about that normally you would think they were going to be great. But beware, because they may not live up to those expectations. Okay, so right now I'm sitting on the NFL website, and I'm looking at the two quarterback busts for this week. Who are they? We've got Kirk Cousins on the Vikings. Yep. He is bust numero uno. Okay. Uh, Our second bust is Case Keenum on the Redskins. Mm. Uh, They're playing the the Raiders, I think. No, they're playing the Bears this week. So the Bears have a really good defense so that could be part of the reason why he's listed on the bus that week okay and then the vikings with kirk cousins they're playing the raiders that's an interesting one very interesting i'm actually. a big kirky cousins fan so that's interesting no comment Ooh, not a fan okay not not i just think he's a bust this week that's there, all there you go boom learns the term uses the term <laughs> they all taught right. me those things in school there you go so next on the list we have bye week which i mean sounds pretty straightforward and simple but mm-hmm. it's very important to know what the bye week is and also know when your bye weeks are yeah i think I, i'm assuming most people who are listening probably know what a bye week is i would think so i mean it's it's different in this sport than it is in True. many right like True. you it's know strategic. baseball they're always playing hockey they're always playing nba True. you know basketball they're always playing nfl each nfl team takes one week off during the 17 week nfl season and that's known as their bye week see look we're learning as we go here this is fun but a bye week is super important to remember because your team a team therefore the players on that team will not be playing that week Right. Don't ever make the mistake of leaving a player in that's on by. Well, that's like that's like a fantasy sin. Like yeah. you should just retire if you do that. Well, between that, first of all, you're leaving a ton of points on the table if yes. you're playing someone who is n- taking a bye week, aka not playing that week. Right. The other thing is when you're drafting your fantasy team, there are 
teams that play each other or take the same bye weeks, or if you're drafting multiple players who are on the same team, who all have the same bye week, you can really fuck yourself. Yeah, week seven, eight, nine, ten, those are going to roll around. And you're going to have nobody to play. Exactly. So, bye weeks are very important, especially if you're in a 14 person league because there's nobody to pick up exactly you're screwed exactly you are screwed always remember the bye week <laughs> here's a funny play on words here bye to you in your fantasy league if you don't know when the bye week is remember that thank you for calling that one out sometimes it's grazed over anywho speaking ne- of a bye week speaking of a bye week I don't know why you just said that I'm not sure how that rolls into this but speaking of having a lineup that you set up to avoid your bye week <laughs> Okay, we'll get there. Let's go with that transition. Anyway, uh, next on the list here is the depth chart. So the depth chart is the hierarchy within each NFL team at a given position. For example, quarterback, backup quarterback, third string quarterback. Mm -hmm. This is really important because of injuries. Yes. It's also important because you just kind of want to understand like where your particular player stacks up. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, every team has more than one quarterback, more than one running back more than one wide receiver they have multiple players of each position yeah it's super important to understand where that person sits like there are starters but you know especially in like a running back or wide receiver they're really ranked in like one two three order right and and that can a, a lot of times mean how many targets are they get how many carries are they going to get a little bit different for a quarterback because you kind of know qb number one is starting and they're yeah. always playing yes it definitely helps you a little bit more when you understand where a running back or a tight end or a wide receiver sits. Yeah. So you can really get an idea of like how much are they going to be involved in the offense during that game. Okay. So your depth chart is essentially your first string, second string, third string across every position you have on the team. Exactly. Cool. So it helps you to understand how much a player is going to be involved. It's also really helpful as we were talking about earlier with all these injuries, you know, when Drew Brees goes out, who's coming in? Well, if you look at their depth chart, it's Teddy Bridgewater. So it's just good to know that, again, plays well into waivers. It, it, it helps you kind of week over week when you're deciding who should play um, because you can kind of get an idea, like I said, how much they're going to be involved in, in each in each game. Okay, I like that. And the, then, the, then depth. Yeah, all right. So that's depth chart. We have that. We talked about that. Great. Okay. okay. Next on the list flex yes so by definition this is a utility roster spot Uh so let's go backward a little bit right depending on what kind of fantasy league you're in there's a typical number of players in each position that you have to start so two wide receivers two running backs depends on the league but you can fill those slots however it's the league is set up exactly but many many if not all leagues have a flex spot right and a flex spot I'm turned off. How is this even happening? <laughs> Michelle's phone is going off right now. My fans. She's all my fans. She is really professional today. Really professional. <laughs> it's all my fans. Anyway, I'll start from the top on the flex. Yeah. So a flex, the next uh, yes. glossary term we have on here, mm-hmm. is by definition a utility roster spot. So let's go backwards a little bit. Yeah. Depending on what kind of league you're in, there's a certain number of players you have to start in each position. Right. So there can be like two wide receivers, two running backs, one quarterback, however the league sets it up. So you can have a certain number of players in, in 
different positions. Exactly. So once you kind of field those players, there's usually a flex position, uh-huh. which again, depending on which league you're in, it could be any combination. It could be a running back, a wide receiver, a tight end, a quarterback that you get to also throw into the mix. Um, this is super important kind of because you get the opportunity to throw one extra player in there that spans across multiple uh, positions that could bring you in some big points that week. Right. So depending on, and we'll get to, will we get to PPR, non-PPR? Are we talking about that? We weren't really talking about it, but we can. Um, well, maybe we leave it, but just depending on the types of, the type of league you're in and how you earn points, whether it's with, you know, your your running back is more valuable or if it's your wide receiver or however, it's depending on the league that you're in, you can switch someone in who's most valuable there, right? Exactly, exactly. So it kind of looks back at like the depth chart and some of those other things that we're talking about that you actually, it's almost like a freebie, I feel like, in a good way. Like if you have to start a quarterback and you have one quarterback mm-hmm. on your roster, you kind of know what you're doing. Once you get to your flex, depending on who else is on your bench, you kind of have a really important decision to make there. Like, who's going to be a bust that week or who's right. on by that week or who's going to like break out, not bust through break out <laughs> that week. Um, so the flex is a really interesting um, spot. It's super fun because it can be filled. Like I said, by a running back, a wide receiver, a tight end. And even in some leagues, like one that I'm in, you can actually even play a second quarterback. So yeah. lots of extra points can be kind of thrown in the mix there. Um, you know, for, uh, for a week over week. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Now, another important thing we're going to talk about streaming. Okay. Very commonly used word these days. Everybody streams everything. Mm-hmm. But as it relates to fantasy football, this is using the waiver wire or the free agency roster to fill a spot on your week each week. Okay. So, okay. So this is sort of a situation which most people use for like a, a defensive player or their like defensive team um, where each week rolling, depending on a matchup, there's more upside to a player. Oh. Right? So, like, for example, you have Dak Prescott. You're not going to stream your quarterback week over week. You're going to play Dak Prescott. Yes. Right? A defense, for example. Oh, de- I've been trying to stream my defense, and little did I know. I didn't even know it was called streaming. Well, you're doing it. I have you're the Eagles it. defense who have tanked the last two weeks, and Ooh. I've been trying to stream them out to someone else <laughs> you kind of are yeah exactly so it's like it's 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 more used like i said in a in a defense a defensive player even like a kicker yeah roster spot because that's really so dependent upon who the matchup is that week are they home or away again yeah. all the other things we talked about like are there injuries who are they playing against then and, and those numbers really change like most defenses are not necessarily consistent every single week right well then again nobody's consistent every single week but sure Defense in particular, you could always look at who their matchup is. And honestly, I do it all the time. You kind of look at that matchup for the week and you say, well, the defense I have, like they did good last week, but they're facing someone awesome this week. So maybe not as much upside. For example, I picked up the Bucks this week because, you know, Eli Manning gone, Uh new quarterback in. Honestly, the Giants don't look that good. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying Tampa Bay's great, but to me, I was like, okay, I got this. I got one defense. Let me get rid of them, and you know, maybe there's some more upside on the Buck side. Yeah, well, let's see what Stardom Sidum says. Huh? Oh, <laughs> there she is. Stardom Sidum defense week three. It seems that NFL Stardom Sidum would agree with you. Ah, that the Bucks D against the Giants is indeed a sleeper. There you go. 
We'll see how it shakes out for you. We'll update you next week. I wish week. you nothing but the best, except not this week. Streaming, as my opponent. Streaming is fun. <laughs> streaming is fun. Keeps it interesting week over week. Cool. And then last but very much not least, and I, I learned actually a little bit more about this in particular this week, is the waiver order. So the waiver order, by definition, is the order in which your league's free agent waivers are processed. Okay. Meaning, if you want to drop someone and pick someone new up, depending on how your league is set up, yes. it doesn't mean you're going to get that player because depending on your waiver position, uh, someone before you that also wants that player that's listed higher in the waiver order might actually get that person. So do you know, or is this league specific, how your waiver order is set up? League specific. Okay. And it's often based on your draft position. Yes. So if you have got a high draft pick, you know, you tra- you drafted in like the top three or so, your waiver order is going to be pretty low because okay. it's assuming that you probably got some really great players. Huh. Right? You got some yeah. great players in your draft. And so maybe people that drafted a little bit lower. Oh, like like me, last in the dead last in the draft for our league. <laughs> exactly. So I started to get kind of, you know, because I, I, I tend to make a lot of waiver moves. I get very antsy. <laughs> and today I was looking at streaming a defense. And... When I went on there, I realized my waiver, I was, I'm number three, which is really good. So it's kind of like, I should wait until I really, really need to pick somebody up. Oh, I see. Do you know what I'm saying? So you want to wait and see kind of, you know, where, what if, what if my starting quarterback gets injured? Then I'm kind of like screwed and I really need to pick someone up off the waiver and I want to make sure I get that person. Oh. The, 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 The number three actually works in my favor to make sure nobody else kind of goes in and does the same thing I'm trying to do. Oh, uh, so does your waiver order change week over week? If you make moves. I see. If moves are made, things things can change. Again, varies league per league. I play in one league where you can just kind of, it's rolling. You can go whenever. Yeah. There's other ones where there is like that weight against you, for you or against you. Yes. In the waiver order. So if you and I were going to pick up the same person this week and you're number one on the waiver and I'm number three you're going to get that person before me. That is interesting. I, I learned know that. that. I learned that this week. And again, it varies per league. So it's not, I'm not saying this is the same everywhere, but it's something that often you're not necessarily paying attention to. No. And when you're talking about, you know, injuries or streaming players or, you know, making some, some roster moves, you want to be careful because if you're in a situation where you really are desperate to get somebody and you're you've made all 12. these other, exactly. And you've made all these other moves and now you're like, oh shit, I, if I don't, have this player i'm screwed and now you're at the bottom of the waiver order you may not get that player who knew i i legitimately did not know that although i've seen a number of memes because it's like it's meme season for the it's nfl always meme season it is always meme season we live in the golden age of memes but i saw something the other day that was about waiver order and like i don't remember what the meme was but pay attention. i didn't realize it was that important pay attention waiver order bye week like it's th- those are things that come like kind of like secondary and tertiary when you're just thinking about who and the projection and how many yeah. points and whatever you got to kind of remember some of those other things okay. too well thank you for being our fantasy guru anytime are- i even learned some stuff as we were going through this i mean we are forever indebted to you and can't wait to whoop you this week hate you <laughs> Body like a back row, driving with my eyes closed. I know every curve like the back of my hand. Doing 15 and 30. I I wanted to talk about a topic that is maybe not the most timely, but I think important, kind of cool, and sports adjacent. So at the top of September, 
ESPN put out their yearly body issue. It's basically a showcase of naked athletes. I'm going to be honest with you. That's uh, exactly what it is. And it's in its truest state. Yeah. And it's kind of, but it's kind of important, I feel like, just because when you think about it, I mean, ESPN does this body issue every year, once a year. This is the last year that they're putting out it out in print, which really? is interesting. I didn't know that. After this year, I think it'll only be digital if it may not exist next year. I don't know. I feel like it's super important for them to keep doing it. Well, let's give everyone an idea of what it actually is, and then we can run through why it's so cool. Because essentially what ESPN does is they take these naked, Not, I mean, like, we're not talking full frontal here, but... <laughs> It's not Playboy, guys. Yeah, exactly. Everybody relax. This isn't the ESPN Playboy edition, but it's different types of bodies that are showcased. So there are, I'll just sort of run through an overview of the types of people who are on there. Um, there is Alex Honnold. He did the free solo movie. He's Which a, is bonkers, by the way. I mean, my friend is one of the dps wow. on the project and he just shouts to claire he just won like 75 emmys this year so um but alex who was in the free solo movies he's a free solo solo climber um there is a number of crossfit slash bodybuilding women which is incredible um there is football players of course basketball players like michael thomas from the saints there's chris paul from the thunder got shout out to kelly o'hara from the u.s women's national team yeah and there's also like WNBA also so nancy lieberman's in there she is upwards of 60 at this point and looking amazing but just types of bodies that maybe you wouldn't normally come across or think about as something to be showcased in uh, bodies that are different, bodies that are athletic, bodies that are important to show off. So I thought it was a cool, every year I think it's a pretty cool project. I thought this year was especially interesting given at least two people who are part of it. So um, the first call out, and I think when we're talking about this podcast being like a newsworthy and timely podcast, um, one of the spreads in the body issue was Christian Yellick. He is important because he is an outfielder for the Brewers. He also was part of the home run derby this year and he, he made it pretty far. I didn't watch the derby, but I remember his name coming up quite a bit. He's young. I think he's in his 20 early to mid 20s or something like that right uh, I, I don't know for sure but he's a young guy and he just this past week if not two weeks ago broke his kneecap in a That's, game against the Marlins so very painful first and foremost yeah I mean I wouldn't recommend watching the highlights because Ooh. it is it's brutal. I yeah. mean, it looks like, you know, when he fouled it right off of his bat oh. and down onto his kneecap, oh, the poor guy. just thinking about it. Yeah, but I thought it was cool that he was part of the, the body issue just because, I mean, sure, he's a baseball player, but he's also one of, I think, like one of the most prolific outfielders of the moment. And the Brewers right now, I think as of today, I mean, it's September the 20th. And I think I checked yesterday. They were neck and neck for uh, their divisional. They're, they're tied for the wild card right now. So I don't know. I thought uh, I thought Christian being in it before he got hurt, 
was interesting. He's particularly timely now, poor guy. And I think we're we're waiting on reports for if and when he'll come back. I think resoundingly when you break your kneecap, it might be a little bit of an issue. But thought it was cool that he got shouted out. So congrats to Christian for his for his spread in, in the body issue. And speedy recovery. And a speedy recovery. And then the only other call out I wanted to make and shouts to the many hopeful Phillies fan or Philly people who are Eagles fans listening to the podcast. I was scrolling through Instagram as I do on too often of a basis. (laughs) And I think ESPN had posted a behind the scenes video before I even realized the body issue was out. And it was, (laughs) so this caught you a little off guard. (laughs) Exactly. This is the reason I even realized that it was out for the year but it was a behind the scenes video with the Eagles offensive line. And it was one of the funnier things that I've ever seen. These guys are like a bunch of hams. And I'm sure if you've ever played on a sports team, you know what it's like to, you know, your, your team's your fam. So whether it's the defensive line or the offensive line, football, baseball, basketball, what have you hockey, I don't know. But I was cracking up watching this behind the scenes video <laughs> they're the, it's it's an, it's interesting to note like they're the only ones that you know posed as a team right like everyone else is like individual athlete you know sort of in all these um in all these photos you know sort of showing off their sport and their body in a very particular way which is really cool mm-hmm. this is the only one where you've actually got five guys standing up there together in the nude well, if you watch the video too, and I highly encourage go go watch the videos, behind the scenes footage, and go obviously look at the at the magazine. But one of the linemen was, I mean, he gave a testimonial about um, another lineman who was the one who got them all to do it, and he was championing the project, and you know, kind of twisting all their arms because they're a bunch of full-grown men with big bodies right like, like convincing them to stand in a, it's it would what, what appears to be very close quarters with Correct. no clothes on i mean yes they're they're fam they spend a lot of time together but like i would imagine that would take some convincing yeah and maybe not on like a more public platform absolutely so like the cover of a magazine exactly so um i was listening to one of their interviews and this guy i mean i God forbid I I butcher his name. I'm so sorry. But um, one of the offensive linemen for the Eagles, Hala Pulivati is his first name. And last name is Vitae, I think. If anyone could let me know how to pronounce that, that would be excellent. But uh, Vitae said, uh, quote, my body may not be the best looking, but it does get the job done. But that's that's the key to what ESPN does with this. And that's why I think it is super important because, you know, especially in today's world with so many like body image issues and things of that nature. Like, you know, the fact that they show off all different bodies, different shapes, sizes, you know, sexual orientation, like, um, or gender, I should say let's, let's yeah. Gender. Um, it's important. It's important to see all of that stuff Mm -hmm. and realize, you know, like these people put a lot of time and effort into that. And I, I just think, yeah, I think it's super, Super important for ESPN to keep doing that and highlighting such a vast variety of athletes. I mean, like you you called him out, um, you know, Alex from Free Solo. Like, under normal circumstance, I wouldn't even think of that as like, a you know, an athletic. But of course, this guy's climbing mountains with no help. Mm-hmm. 
So it's super cool to, you know, to see him in his natural element and, and what his body, you know, how has, how is, how that has affected his body. Yeah. Um, but I mean, yeah, I hope they continue to do it. I think it's, it's super tasteful. It's super fun. Um, and it's, it really spans like very well in terms of diversity across all different shapes, sizes, sports, etc. Yeah. And to your point, they, they do, they do keep it fun. I mean, some of these like Alex portrait is in black and white. It's him scaling a wall and you can kind of see, I mean, I don't know if you're looking at the picture, but you can see like every ripple in his entire he body. He really calls upon his core. It's insane. There's a lot of core going on when you're when you're climbing those mountains. I mean, if you're climbing El Cap, then bless you. And no wonder his body looks like that. He- I, w- I will say uh, Lakey Peterson, who's in here, who's a professional surfer. I'm really jealous of her tan lines. Oh, yeah? No one else really has tan lines. Does she have good tan lines? I mean, I guess I just didn't get out in the sun enough this year. I, you know, but she's, <laughs> she's a surfer, so she does have dope tan lines. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like everybody in here is pretty incredible. So between like the more portrait or black and white feeling ones that are a little more serious, then there's the, um, the offensive line for the Eagles who, you know, they're, they're, some of them are with uh, offense cards, like each letter held in front of them. So kind of like covering the rest of their body or um, in other photos, they have like little hats and scarves, like it's cold outside. So (laughs) they have fun and playful ones, but just overall big shouts to ESPN. Thank you for embracing the bod. And And I love their tagline or their motto for it. Everybody tells a story. So it's just, you know, yes, the photos are incredible, some fun, some serious, but the, um, the interviews and the stories, you know, that they talk about with these athletes is, is really an important message, um, for them to keep putting out there. Thank you, ESPN. We talked about a lot today. I can't believe it's over. It's okay. I was having so much fun. We'll just have to bring this much energy to the next. You know, we got very excited about first and inaugural numero uno. We're just going to have to bring this energy to the next one. I know. We're going to have to keep this this like Sunday football energy high every single week. We can. We can. I know. Well, it was a really fun time. Thank you guys for listening. I think that's all we have for him today, Michelle. That's all we got. I hope we taught you something or there was something of interest to you uh, on today's show. And uh, we'll certainly be back next week with some more helpful tidbits and headlines in the sports world. If you're looking to follow along, we are dropping every Friday a new weekly episode. They'll be up hopefully by 9 a.m. This week was a test run. We'll get it up by noon. But Tune in every Friday at 9 a.m. You can follow us wherever you get your podcasts. Right now, find us on Spotify exclusively, but we'll be in a platform near you soon. And you can also follow us on Instagram at The Draft Queens. If there are things you want to hear and topics you want to cover, please slide into the DMs. I knew you were going to say that. And I was going to want to say it because I hate that term so much, but like, do it. Fine. Slide into the DMs. It's the way you have to reach us. Fine. So our content is top notch, by the way. So on our Instagram, definitely follow us. Follow us on Instagram at the draft queens or also on our Twitter. If you're more of a Twitter bird, you can find us at the underscore draft queens. Love that underscore. Yeah. So find us there. Tune in every Friday at 9 a.m. And subscribe to us on Spotify. Kate would normally say tighten up right now, but I don't really think she should do that. Tighten up, baby. Tighten up. Watch you see all